everybody. Welcome to Martha Runs the World, a podcast with a new take on running, fitness, and all things health-oriented. I'm Martha Hughes, your host. Each week, we begin a path on a different subject that is of interest to all runners. Welcome to Episode 8. I'm going to talk about healthy eating, weight control, weight loss, all that fun stuff. And I do apologize, I have a bit of a cold, so if I do have a little bit of a scratchy voice and I reach to get some water once in a while, you'll know why. But here's a hint to really help you lose weight. Decide to make a podcast about it and dedicate yourself to lose weight so you can talk about it on that podcast. (laughs) It works, trust me. Many people start running and they first do it to lose weight and they do an awesome job. Perhaps they've never exercised before, they drove everywhere, Maybe they never did anything since school, and they never walked more than a block or two. They drove to the shopping mall. They drove around and around and around the parking lot until they found the closest parking spot. So they didn't have to change their food much, and they lost a lot of weight fast. And then all of a sudden, they reach a plateau so that they haven't lost any weight, and maybe they find they start gaining weight again. And then there's the rest of us. We maybe don't eat as good as we should. Maybe we run three miles and think we can eat more than we can. Maybe we don't understand portion control. Maybe we're hungry all the time because we're running and running makes you hungry. And we put on some pounds since we were younger because our metabolism rate perhaps isn't isn't as good as it used to be. None of this is surprising because increasing exercise increases our appetite. And as we age, it's harder and harder to lose weight. But I tell you, I come home from long runs and I am starving. I want to eat everything. And somehow we have to find a way not to. (laughs) So if you're like me and find that exercise alone is not cutting it, we have to figure out the best way that we can if we want to lose weight. If we just Google weight loss, we bring up thousands of different ways, all kinds of weird ways, good ways, okay ways, extreme ways, everything under the sun. And a few are better than most, and you have to choose which one you can do for the long term. Because I'm not talking about a D-I-E-T, diets are temporary. Most of the time when we diet, we'll lose the weight, but then gain it back and add some more pounds on along with it. I'm talking about a long-term way of eating plan. How can you eat for the rest of your life? That's the first thing you have to ask yourself. How can I eat for the rest of my life? If you want to find a plan, quote unquote, you know, that is titled, you can go several ways. You can go keto, paleo, South Beach diet, Whole30, vegan, raw foods, fasting, Weight Watchers, Nutrisystem, Dash, Mediterranean. There's tons of them. It's a lot of different ones to choose from. But Let's break this down. First of all, I'm not a dietitian. I'm a certified personal trainer. But just like anyone else, when it comes to food and losing weight, I just like to eat. (laughs) I, but I do cook and I make most of my meals from scratch. So I have a basic understanding of the nutritional contents of food, but I'm not an expert. Like I said, I just like food. Come on. You know, food is good. But I've done a bit of research into each each of the plans, and I'll give a general broad brush on, on some of them that I mentioned. There are so many because each one of us are different. We have different needs, and we want different things. So there's a ton of different stuff. And if people didn't want it, it wouldn't be listed under Google. That's what I'm thinking. 
I'm not endorsing any of these. I'm just giving the facts about what I, how I researched them. The keto, keto plan, and I'm not going to say the D-I-E-T word as much, as much as I can. I will not say that. Ketogenic plan is very low carb, high fat plan that drastically reduces carbs, replacing them with fat. The reduction in carbs and replacing them with fat puts your body in a metabolic state called ketosis. When this happens, your body becomes highly efficient at burning fat for energy. So they say, to go very low carb means not eating a lot of food. This is the hard part. You will have to not eat fruit, beans, legumes, grains, starches, root vegetables, unhealthy fats and sugars. Many people love the keto way of eating, and I've seen it work wonders. But it's very restrictive, and getting your body used to only eating that way can cause the keto flu for a while, which can hurt your running performance. It's caloric restrictive enough that you will lose weight quickly. That's why people lose so much weight so fast under that, because they don't really eat a lot. Like any other way of eating, it's great for some and not for others. Personally, it's not my choice, and I would not want to go an entire life without eating bananas or apples. They're a staple part of my diet, and... You know, it's just not for me. But if it's for you, that's awesome. There are other ways of eating that are similar to keto, but have slight differences that might be better for you. South Beach Diet and Paleo. Each have reasons why to eat the foods that they do, and you can look into those. You could also do Whole30, which says that for 30 days, you try to eliminate foods that might possibly cause problems with your diet, but you're not sure if they do or not. Like you eliminate grains, you eliminate dairy... You eliminate certain things to find out if they are causing problems, if if gluten is a problem for you, and then you um, slowly introduce them back into your diet, and if they don't cause problems, I guess you can keep them. I'm not sure about that, but that's part of it. Or, if you want to go a completely different direction, you can go vegetarian, which means that you still, you don't eat any meat, but you still eat dairy and eggs and honey. Or you can go completely plant-based, which means no animal products at all. And they would say that that's much more healthy than eating meat and whatever. But as far as I know, steak is not a plant, so that's not for me. But it might be for you. And then there are other, there's the the DASH, which stands for Dietary Approach to Stop Hypertension. And it was designed to stop hypertension. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Oh, I love colds. This way of eating emphasizes low salt, fruits, vegetables, fish, chicken, and whole grains, and it's very healthy, and I think the Mayo Clinic designed that one. So it's it's actually not not a bad diet. And it also emphasizes portion control and portion sizes. And then, then there's the Mediterranean diet, which incorporates the foods typical of the people who live in the, in the south of France and the Mediterranean. So you have lots of olive oil, fish, whole grains, nuts, vegetables, wine. I don't know if you get a pack of French cigarettes with that. <laughs> I don't know if that comes with the diet. But so if you can't afford airfare to Saint-Tropez, this might be for you. If you absolutely hate cooking you and don't want to learn under any circumstances, then you could do Nutrisystems or Jenny Craig. But I see them as temporary fixes because, number one, they're in these cardboard boxes. And number two, the food just does not look appetizing. One of my co-workers did it for a while, did, I think, Nutrisystems. And the food just, bleh. I mean, it just looks sad. 
And who wants to I, I who wants to live out of cardboard for a while? You know, stick it in a microwave. Ooh, that's dinner. Wee. <laughs> Sorry, that's just and ex, it's expensive. It is not cheap. So you could do that for a while, I guess, but then you have to learn how to how to eat after cardboard. So what do you do then? Even if you dislike cooking though, you will enhance your life and help yourself out by learning a few cooking basics. I'm not talking about creating a five-course menu, just a few basic dishes that you can make and not be tempted to go out and eat something completely healthy when you don't know what to do. Really, cooking is important, and a lot of people just say, no, I refuse to learn, I don't want to, especially guys. Guys, learn how to cook. I'm not talking about really complicated stuff here. This is simple. Eating out is a whole episode on its own, and I'll address that later. But for now, do yourself a favor and learn a few cooking basics, like boiling pasta. Do you know how long to boil pasta? Do you know how to make it al dente? Because you don't want to make a pasta overcook it. You want it a little chewy, al dente, to the tooth. Eight minutes, that's how long, okay? (laughs) That's the right answer. Ding, ding, ding. Make a simple pasta sauce. And I'm not talking about open the jar up, because, you know, that jarred pasta has sugar in it. You didn't know that jarred pasta has sugar in it, did you? Well, it does. So make your own pasta from pasta sauce from from scratch. So you know, make your own pasta sauce. Make it's really fun, and you learn how to grill and broil. You can make a whole pan of of broiled chicken and vegetables, and it's super easy. You can put, do it in a cookie pan, and you make make it on a s- Sunday afternoon, and you have your food for the rest of the week, and you don't have to cook again. It's so simple. Or make a big pot of soup for yourself or stew. You can do all these kinds of things simple and easy and it doesn't cost a lot of money. There are tons of YouTube videos, beginning cookbooks. Heck, I'll help you out. Email me and I will help you learn to cook. Okay, there you go. I'll probably do. i probably do an episode later on basic cooking skills. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> it's really up to you whether you want your diet to be super restrictive or not. I would do as much reading as possible because this is for you. This is your life. Do the research. Look up as much information as you can and go to different sources before making a choice. You know, because it's important and you want it to last. You don't want it to be just a temporary fix and then gain that and more weight back. That That's not cool. And you don't want that. The big thing right now that I'm hearing is intermittent fasting. Everywhere I look in running groups and on popular podcasts, some fitness guru is pushing fasting. Fasting can help, yes, and fasting can help some people, but not all. I will say this. I'll do fast if I know that we're having a big business lunch or that something special is coming on. I'll skip breakfast because I I can do that or I, I will just, I'm not hungry, I won't eat. But I would caution people who want to fast to do it intelligently and if there are guidelines to follow guidelines and to set up a plan about what you're going to eat after the fast. Fasting is not right for everybody. Obviously anyone with health issues should avoid fasting and people who have had eating problems should not fast. I mean those who are prone to binge eating should definitely not fast in my opinion. Coming out of an 18 or 24 hour fast, the body is hungry and the desire for food could be an overdrive enough to eat so much to undo all the good the fast did. And that's that's the big problem that I have. 
I can do like 12, 14 hours, any longer than that, and I'm like a wild animal. I don't know if I have the strength to keep going for 24 hours. I was listening to this other podcast saying that he advises his female clients to do 24-hour fast. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's not going to work with me. I can't go 24 hours without eating. I could, sure. Obviously, I could. But out of choice, uh, yeah, I don't know. Many people prefer diets, quote-unquote, that because it has a name. They like things with names, a hook, a catch. They see, they, they fall for commercials, and they want something trendy, and rather than just going for something that has common sense. If that will get you to lose weight and keep it off in a healthy way, I support it. I just want it to be done in a healthy way. A lot of people don't lose weight in a healthy way. There, there were a lot of these diets come up in the 80s. I, re- I remember, yes, I'm, I am old. I do remember the 80s. <laughs> I spent a lot of time in the 80s not eating, okay? <laughs> yeah, that was my diet of choice, N- just avoiding food. But I worked with someone who was always on some kind of weird diet. She did the cabbage diet, and then she'd do the, the uh, what, what was it? The cabbage diet, the grapefruit diet, and I think there was some other ones that she did. She'd just go on diff- these different diets, where you you eat nothing but grapefruit, then then this, the cabbage diet. You eat, eat this cabbage soup for a week. I mean, unless you're like you know in prison, who wants to eat cabbage soup for a week? Or that just reminded me of uh, Willy Wonka. Good lord, yeah. <laughs> well, you know now I, I I don't do trends, and I try to avoid trends as far as eating goes. I always want to be able to eat an apple when I want, or a banana, or if I want that piece of French bread once in a while, I want to have it. So, a future without that is pretty grim for me, to be honest. So, I just try to use common sense. I use a website. I have no affiliation with the website. No one's paying me, but I do love the website MyFitnessPal.com. I track everything there. I put down every morsel, every calorie, all my exercise, every there, everything there. And not only does it help me stay within my calorie count, but it also helps me know my macro count, which is extremely important to me. Macros are carbs, fats, and proteins. And I don't do low carb, but I do do lower carb. So I try to keep my carbs lower and I try to keep them as complex as possible because complex carbs is where the fiber is. A lot of times people don't get, especially even even in the real low carb, they don't get enough fiber too. So that's something that they have to watch. If I want something, I'll, I'll have it on a special occasion or I'll have like, if I want ice cream, I will have a scoop, one scoop of ice cream out. I will not have it at home. I don't have that stuff at home. I don't have anything at home that's going to tempt me. I keep that all that stuff away. So my cupboards are pretty boring. It has all the basic stuff. It doesn't have any fun stuff, as they say. Now, some people will say that keeping track of calories is too much work, that they don't want to go through all that trouble. So for those people, maybe something like the keto or South Beach or Paleo or one of those is the right answer. Because then they they don't have to. They can just eat meat and eat vegetables and not worry about anything else. For me, it is the answer. I like counting up my nutrients and calories. I like to see where everything is. I like to see the balances. It, it's fun. I'm kind of geeky that way. I, I like all those numbers. But remember, it all boils down to 
losing weight is burning more calories than taking them in. So in order to lose weight, you have to burn more calories than you eat. That's really what it is. And that's hard, but it's even harder keeping them off. Now, with running, being at a healthy weight or trying to be at a healthy weight is important. When we run, we add over 250% of our body weight in pressure to our bodies with every step. Let me repeat that. In a run, for every step, there is 250% of our body weight in pressure added to our bodies. That's a lot of force. It's one of the big reasons why I spent an entire earlier episode on strength training. And you can go back and listen to the strength training episode if you haven't already after this one. Now imagine that added weight if we are already obese. Some people think that being and remaining obese is healthy, that as long as we run, we can eat whatever we want. And if anyone says anything that's not positive about it, that's wrong. It's not politically correct. Let me just say that. Who you are as a person has nothing to do with your weight. Your being, your person, your personality, intelligence, all that wonderful stuff inside you has zero to do with your looks. Your weight, however, does have to do with your health and your running. If at a regular weight we carry 250% more weight through force of pressure just by running, imagine if we are overweight 100 pounds. You immediately place hundreds of extra pounds on your body. That's a lot of force you're asking your body to move. And that's why, if we can, lose weight, even though that's what we want. To shrug that off and say that doesn't mean anything is to ignore the science of what force does to our bodies in in movement. Running has extra dangers that walking does not. Walking has a double support system because when we walk, our legs are in unison. One is always touching the ground as the other lifts off the ground. With running, most times we are one-legged with many times both feet are off the ground, called the float. The amount of time the runner can spend in the float increases their speed. With extra weight, that time decreases, thus making the runner slower. More weight you lose, the faster you are, because you spend more time in the float. During the running gait, the ground reaction force, GRF, at the center of pressure, COP, has been shown to increase by the 250% of the body weight. So that's where that comes from, and that's what keeps you from going in the float, and that's what makes you slower. Obesity is described as having a BMI, body mass index, of over 29.9. The BMI is not the best weight measurement for many, especially if one lifts weights and has more muscle than fat. But for those carrying a good deal of fat, it works really well. The risks of obesity can include, and not limited to, heart disease and stroke diabetes, gallstones, osteoarthritis, gout, and breathing problems. Also, there are some cancers that may be more prevalent if one is obese. It is indeed healthier to lose at least some weight. What you choose to do is up to you, and no one should judge you or your character by your choice. Losing weight is hard. Oh, lordy, it's hard. And as I've gotten older, it's even harder. But I believe it's worthwhile because I wish to be as healthy as possible, because I want to run way far into my old age. And when I lose weight, I can tell the difference. As soon as I start losing a few pounds, things feel a bit easier. My steps a bit less work. It's science. It feels like less work because it is less work. If you are increasing your mileage, losing weight is even more difficult. It might be advisable to lose weight first before you embark on training for a marathon or beyond. Or if you're like me, 
you can lose weight while you increase your mileage. It's just going to be harder. Trust me, it's really hard. Because I guarantee that after your long run, you're going to come home hungry. (laughs) The rungries are real, my friend. Trust me. So you have to have the strongest fortitude if you want to stop eating everything in your kitchen. Do understand, though, that if you're comfortable at heavier weight, that's fine. I certainly will never fat shame anyone on my podcast. But I also know that with obesity, there are risks and those must be faced. Like smoking or drug use, obesity is ta- obesity. I can't even talk. Obesity is taking a risk with your health, and you have to decide if it's worth it. One last thing, and it's important. Many people who have extreme weight problems also have other issues and traumas tied to their weight. It might be a good idea to talk to a, a nutritional counselor who specializes in trauma, and who will understand the relationship between overeating and tra- traumatic events in one's life. It helps to have someone who knows just what the person is going through, you know, so that you actually have someone to talk to who who understands. There's so much behind what we eat that a short podcast episode isn't going to cover all of it, and we'll talk about food many times over. With all the conscious choices of what to eat, we have to make decisions. We have to make them split seconds sometimes. More than ever in history, information about what we eat is right at our fingertips. And the choices we can make to eat are more than our ancestors could have dreamed. Whatever you decide, make sure it's a way of eating that fits your lifestyle and makes you feel the best. Thank you so much for joining me this week. None of us are perfect. We are all works in progress doing the best we can. None of us have all the answers, but we can share with one another and learn as we move along this rocky path. As always... Check out the website for additional information, martharunsaworld.com, and email me with any comments, questions, or suggestions, or if you need cooking tips, <laughs> I'd love to hear from you, martharunsaworld at gmx.com. And please, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It would really help us out a lot. Please, 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 thank you. Until next week, let's put on our runny shoes, tie up the laces, and go for a run. 